Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget your dream team of experts answering your questions. Vlade up in a few minutes. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner on the way. Right now, Dr. Debbie answering your veterinary questions, as she does every week. Uh, from lovely Las Vegas, where I understand it's raining. Oh, a little precipitation. It just warmed my heart. You know, people come to Vegas and they come on vacation. And we locals, we love the rain. <laughs> it doesn't rain very frequently there. And, of course, that cleans out the whole city for you. makes it a much nicer place. So yeah. Let's uh, go to the phones at one 405 8405 Hi, who is this? Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm doing good. Where are you? I'm in Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana, also a very pretty place. You are on yeah. with Dr. Debbie. Hi, um, I had a question for you. Um, my husband and I owned an outdoor dog a little while ago, and we had to give her away because my husband ended up having really bad allergies from the dog, and we really want to own another dog, and so I was wondering if you recommended any certain type of breed that would work well. What kind of dog did you have? We just had a mix. It was a black lab mixed. And was the choice to keep the dog outside because of the husband? Yeah, we knew that he had allergies, but we thought if the dog was outside um, that he would be fine, but I would pet the dog and then all the hair would come inside with me and he would have really bad allergies. I was going to suggest to give up the husband. <laughs> would that work? <laughs> That's what I say, but he doesn't <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> But I guess a lot depends on and what how the severity um, how severe your husband's allergies are because if it's mostly like hay fever type signs, you know that's one thing. But you know if we have someone who's really got a, a severe allergy where it could be like a life threatening issue, uh, boy, I think you'd have to make some tough decisions there about you know the pet consideration and um, you know whether or not uh, other pets appeal to you as far as you know. I mean, do you like either cats or you know like things like guinea pigs or birds or do any of those kind of pets um, interest you, or is it more just dogs you're looking at? Well, I mainly like dogs, and he's pretty much allergic to anything with hair, <laughs> or, <laughs> or, I guess. So I, a lot of the, I mean, I, I guess I could go with a fish, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, thing, I guess. it's a little hard to kind of get that bond, uh, that human-animal bond to fish, but, you know, some people do. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, for dogs, I'd say there certainly are some breeds that we kind of characterize as less allergenic. Um, but it, the basic thing with pet allergies, when people are allergic to pets, you know, it's sometimes the hair, but a lot of times it's actually the dander or the saliva. So, you know, you can't really get rid of that with most of any dog. So you're always going to have that. But for dogs that shed, um, they spread those allergens more efficiently around the house. So you'll get hairs that distribute that all around for your poor dear husband to have to deal with at a later time. Um, so I would tend to look for dogs that, that don't shed. Um, and that kind of leaves you in the whole breeds of dog that, you know, we've got the kind you have to get clipped or shaved, groomed of some sort. Um, schnauzers, uh, shih tzus, poodles, um, bichons. And you can always go with, you know, something a little bit different and kind of quirky like the Mexican hairless breed dog, which is, uh, <laughs> which is amazingly one of the most common winners of the ugly dog contest out there. So. Oh, they're just, uh, they're just misunderstood. <laughs> 
but those would be kind of things that I would consider. And, and you know, going along with that, I mean, you'd have a dog that you you know have to be prepared for. So I don't know if if you're prepared for like the grooming needs, if that's something you could fit into your lifestyle. Yeah, I think that is something I could work with, definitely. And then also there are some shampoos that we might even consider using because we know that, you know, keeping pets dander and uh, the saliva from the hair coat, keeping that to a minimum. So there are hypoallergenic shampoos. Um, some veterinary dermatologists will recommend. Um, there's one called Allerace that I know our local dermatologist recommends, um, not for just the pet's benefit if they have allergies, but for people as well. Um, and that's one thing you can check along with what you have at your uh, local veterinary office. But that might be of some help, too, to kind of help you and your husband and, uh, and the household dog all fit together in one equation here. Let us know if it so, works out, okay? I mean, if you had to get rid of the husband or not, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, I will. You know, I feel for Ashley. That is a tough situation. If, you, if your heart is for dogs and, you know, a loved one can't tolerate them, you know, does take some accommodations. one 405 8405 Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Am I supposed to talk about this on the air? Yeah, why do you think I handed it to you? Okay, just want to make sure. (laughs) If you are a groomer, listen up. Season 2 of Groomer Has It on Animal Planet is seeking skilled groomers with amazing personalities. Up for grabs, $50,000. Wow. Plus, of course, the Wagon Tails mobile grooming unit. Wow. The email is groomerhasit at gmail.com. Send them an email. Tell them you're interested. We'll put all that information up at animalradio.com. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is here with us. And who are you? Uh, Bert Tuttle. Hey, Bert. How you doing? All right. Where are you calling from today? Luxora, Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay, you're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Yes. Hello. What is your name again, please? Burke Tuttle. Burke. Burke, are you from Arkansas? No, I'm are from you? Texas. Ah, you're from Texas. I thought you were from where Bill Clinton is from. It's a Russian hero. Okay. <laughs> is Bill Clinton a Russian hero? Yeah, Russian. Oh. Yeah, they're just waiting. So, you know, they know if uh, Democrats will win, he's going to be or uh, uh, something he's going to do with Russia because mm. they're waiting for that. They already supply the vodka and everything and uh, ah. Russian girls and everything. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, go ahead. How can I help you? I've got a Cocker Spaniel puppy. Okay, how old? Uh, about six months. Okay, I'm not the breedist or racist, whatever it is, but i got to tell you, a lot of aggressive problems we see with Cocker Spaniel in my practice, so I'm glad you called, so hopefully we're going to prevent it and not allow it to happen, and hopefully that's not the reason you call me. No. Uh... When we got her from the vet, he thought she had been abused before he got her. Why do you think so? Why she think so? Uh, I don't know. That's just what he told us. Okay. But uh, when we got her, she didn't bark at us or our grandson or anything. But now she barks at anybody that comes in the house. If we take her any place, anybody tries to talk to her or anything, she just barks and barks and barks. Okay, let me share with you and everybody who is listening to us right now a very powerful message. 
You know, behavior problem in dogs, this is the number one reason why we put, uh, why we are basically reading out of the pets or sometimes, unfortunately, even putting them down. And aggression is number one reason for that. And the people getting to the aggressive behavior step by step. And step number one, the dogs start to bark. When they start to bark, they're telling us, so they're in charge, they are police officer on duty, or security officer in charge, and this is the starting point. Bark is already bite, but hasn't been connected yet. So we should take it very seriously. At six months, your, dog, uh, your puppy, kind of uh, like old teenager, is showing territori- territorial and dominance behavior. Uh, I don't think any... Uh, um, I respect what your vet said. Uh, he, he's right, but in this particular situation... It has nothing to do to him being abused or something like that. So let's we classify it. So the, your dog is barking when somebody knocked the door. I've, I'm pretty sure of this. Number two, your dog is barking when he sees something is moving in the backyard and he sees that and start to run back and forth and moving back and forth. Your dog is barking when you're taking him for a walk and he sees other dogs. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, it's it's just people. She doesn't bark at the dogs or anything. But uh, if she sees something, if she sees another dog uh, through the window, will she bark? No. Just the humans. Yeah. It's, when anybody comes in the house, mm-hmm. or like we take her any place with us. Okay. As long as uh, nobody tries to talk to her or mm-hmm. get close to her, she's fine. But as soon as somebody tries to talk to her mm-hmm. or tries to pet her, she starts barking. Okay. So take it very seriously. What I would like you to do first. I would like... Do you have some crate in your home? Huh? Do you have a crate? No. No. Get the crate. Little one. No plastic. Just a metal. Complete. So it would be open crate. Put her please in the crate and ask your neighbors and friends. Every five minutes, I want someone come to your home. And that someone needs to bring... Like great treats. I would like. I would love to use in this situation piece of the Polish kalbasa. Yes, you're not the Polish, yeah. Yeah. You do Polish. Yeah, I like Polish kalbasa. But you're not the Polish man. No. Okay, because Polish men think he knows everything, so hopefully you're not, you, you don't no. fall in that category. Okay, so you, you take the Polish kalbasa, or you can have at the worst case scenario American hot dogs. I <laughs> expect Russians say something good about Americans. You'll never, you're never, you're never gonna. <laughs> okay, have have hot dog, cut it and fry it with butter. No, I'm serious. With the butter and garlic powder. Okay. Uh-huh. And after that, we're gonna use the double conditioning by Russian academic Pavlo. We're gonna put that kalbasa prepared special, special in special, special way, into the cellophane bag. You can use like a cellophane bag from Cookie or in other, any cellophane bag. So like a yeah. Ziploc bag, right? Yeah, but okay. Ziploc doesn't make too much noise. Okay. So we can something more noisy. Okay. okay? So we're going to put this kalbasa in, and every person who comes in needs to carry it with him approaching to the crate sidewise. See, the dogs approaching to each other sideways, never frontwise. Oh, really? Yeah, frontwise is very threatening. So you need to approach mm-hmm. sideways, no eye contact, momentarily kneel down. Kneel down and preferably allow that dog sniff your butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Sniff your butt. It's very important because when the dogs sniff each other's butt, it's kind of calming signal for them because they can get all information they need without any intimidation from another species. So kneel down, allow them to sniff you, and after give them sidewise 
kalbasa, uh, which comes from that bag. But before you give the kalbasa, what you do? You gotta make the noise, yes? You know, you know, Judy. Ah, you know, make you the noise you, with the bag. Exactly. Right. You know, you give your, you you give your uh, cat sometimes treats. Thank you, thank you. That's conditioning. Oh, they know Pablo. the sound of exactly. that bag. Yes. You open, you open the drawer. You know, the cats know the cat food is coming. Yes. So if you if you will associate, see the thing is, if the stranger approaching to the crate, it takes the time. The dog can bark. But if the stranger approaching can make that noise, you know, the dog see that good things is coming. Ah. They're already anticipating. Now, uh-huh. at any time your dog bark in the crate, you should punish it for his behavior. Mamintella, reach over the crate, smack the crate, not the door, make the noise, ah, boom! The dog looks at you and says, good boy, or good girl, whatever it is. And so you're the bad cop. The people are the good cops. Organize the party in your home, maybe pizza party, call your, your neighbors, friends. Once, <laughs> put the vodka, whatever you want. <laughs> put, uh, bring five, seven people in the evening. It calls contra conditioning to make your dog to love what he hates. Okay? Okay. He, he, Russian academic Pavlov made the dog salvate. When somebody come and push the doorbell, you make your dog go nuts when somebody comes and push the doorbell. It's so easy to recondition. Just do vice versa, and do and do the, do this counter conditioning with floating. It means use uh, uh, five ten people very quickly, one after another. That's all together will work. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll give it a try. <laughs> nothing, nothing to try it. You have to do it. It works. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you yeah. for calling us. Uh, thank you. There you go. Vlade performs another miracle. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio with some great news about a new product for your pets. It's called FlexPet. You know as we age, our pets age with us and they need some help with their joints just like we do. That's where FlexPet comes in. FlexPet is the most effective and comprehensive joint formula. They're the only ones with CM8. And you know what? It works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an uncommon conditional three bottle guarantee that's right and there's no time limit like others who give you 30 60 or 90 days to return and right now you can buy two and get one free go ahead ask about the special call 1-800-END-PAIN that's 1-800-363-7246 call FlexPet now you can't forget the phone number it's 1-800-END-PAIN I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it FlexPet 1-800-END-PAIN this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. 
Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. To talk to any one of our Dream Team members, now, I understand that, uh, Jen, is it Jenna Fisher? Jenna Fisher is hosting an event, and she may be on the show today. Is that correct? We, do, we don't know. We, haven't, we don't have the confirmation yet, do you know? No, not yet. I told them we're the Oprah show, so it should come through. That's what moment. we usually tell them, uh, yes. because they wouldn't necessarily come on Animal Radio unless we told them it was the Oprah show. Also, uh, we do have Trisha Helfner. Is it Trisha Helfner? Yes. Is that her name? Helfer. Hel- is she a model? What is she? I'm is looking she? at her picture. Yeah. That's, too bad this is radio. That's as far as you got was a picture. You didn't get beyond that. We'll just hold up the picture to the microphone. There. She started out as a model, but I think she's doing some acting now. Doing some acting, and she'll yes. be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, Dr. Debbie answering your questions now at one 405 8405 Hi, who is this? Hello. Hi, who is this? Uh, this is Paul. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? Kamei, Idaho. Where is that? Uh, north central Idaho, kind of in the base of the handle, about 150 miles west of Missoula. Mm. Great. Hey, I've got a fishing trip planned up in your parks in the next month or so. I'm looking forward to it. Come on down. It's beautiful country. It's pristine America, man. It is awesome. Yes. Can't beat it. No. So what's going on today? I have a one-year-old miniature schnauzer female at six months and when she gets real excited most of the time when I come home uh, she gets excited for maybe 10-15 seconds jumping up and down excited daddy's home blah 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 and then she kind of plots it she falls down she falls down and then that lasts about 10 or 15 seconds now our vet has uh, diagnosed her with a heart murmur and says that's what's causing it Mm, okay. Now, I love the little dog. She's just the coolest thing. What can I, I... I know she's got a limited life, but is there anything I might do to uh, minimize the event? Okay. Well, good questions here. And um, as far as beyond her having those episodes where she's kind of falling over and collapsing, does she have any problems coughing, any problems playing, no, running around? Um, you mean after? No, just outside of that. You know, does she seem like she's a normal dog? Does she jump oh, and play? She's extremely and... social. Um, she's almost like a person. I mean, she's just really neat. <laughs> but one other item, occasionally when she when she plotses, the very first time it happened, um, we were running, and then it happened, and she actually pooped and piddled both at the same times and yelped. And then she went okay. down. And oh, then goodness. now she doesn't yelp or anything, but after the... I, I call it a uh, anxiety attack. Um, she just plots and she does piddle sometimes. Just, I think she just loses control. 
Okay. And she doesn't actually lose consciousness or anything of that sort? No. Is she kind of with it? It just looks like she's kind of in the twilight zone for about 10 or 15 seconds. Um, very limp. She just, you know, she'll, she'll kind of start going over and sometimes she'll fall over. And then uh, a couple of times her feet have kind of twitched a little bit. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd hate to go put her down because she's such a fun thing. But, um, you know, I'm just wondering. Now, my wife has given her, what is it, melatonin in little bits occasionally to kind of cool her out, like for car rides and stuff like that. Yeah. Because she loves barking at things. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the Schnauzer lifestyle is to bark at everything that the wind blows. That is no doubt. That's her um, job. Yeah. And I want to kind of back up a little bit and talk about, you know, we talked, you mentioned something, what we call a heart murmur. And and basically when we hear a heart murmur, um, that's basically an abnormal sound that tells us the blood is not flowing in the right direction, kind of almost like swimming against the stream in a, a swimming pool. Um, so we hear an abnormal sound. Now, there are some murmurs that go away when dogs are pups, and that would typically be, be about four to five months. So if she's still got a heart murmur and you're seeing those signs, you know, I would I would agree with them. There, there's something serious going on. Um, from here, there's a couple things that would really help in, in deciding what our options are for her. Um, and one of the big things would be to get an ultrasound on her heart um, because there's a lot of different congenital problems that dogs can be born with um, that cause murmurs. And ultimately, some are definitely more treatable than others, and some are more progressive in, in how bad they make the pet feel. So it's a little hard to say ultimately where you might go without a more specific diagnosis. And I would definitely encourage you, if that's at all possible, get a heart ultrasound because that will really help make that call um, and I've had some some dogs here at my own office that you know I catch that murmur young and we kind of many times we kind of wish it away and in, in, in hope that that doesn't create a problem and we really want to jump on that before there's too much of a problem for the pet um, but but there might be some things at this point you know keeping her comfortable um, there are some medicines that we treat if we're dealing with congestive heart failure. So medicine like um, uh, Lasix, some vasodilators, which treat the effects of the heart failure but aren't going to like ultimately... Diuretic or... Yeah, diuretic. That's Lasix, okay. and that's kind of like a water pill. Um, right, my vet had said, you know, in a few years she'll start collecting water in her lungs and her stomach and we'll put her on diuretics, and that'll help yeah. a little bit, but... He's a, yeah, he's a country some, doctor, and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that would be the big thing is whether if you have the capability to have a veterinarian do an ultrasound on her, that, that's really the biggest thing. And, you know, if not, you know, there are some of these problems that are slowly progressive and may take a couple of years until, you know, we really have some decreased quality of life. Um, right. You know, but there are some things like, you know, the, the diuretics, um, the vasodilators, which actually kind of decrease the volume of blood that the heart is faced with at a given moment and that can really make a difference as well in kind of um, easing some of the the workload on that heart that's already having some problems so those okay. those might be some things to think about and then you know one of the big things we want to do with any heart disease patient is keep them in good healthy weight um, oh, so she, this is where she does not eat anything but dog food and I've, I've got her on puppy chow purina and um we're, we're trying to dog chow, but we, we gave it to her once and she got sick. So we don't know if that was a clinky dink or if we have to leave her. Oh, she went to the forever. Oh, the adult food didn't agree with her as well. And, and sometimes, you know, making that adjustment. Yeah, so do we, that we're, gradually. We're trying to blend it 
Yeah, she was kind of retching the first time she ate it, so we don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think with what you're describing with her having these problems in these episodes, you know, she is definitely a special needs dog and, you know, make sure everyone in the household is prepared for that. And, you know, if at all possible, you know, some of these things are completely treatable. If you have the, the veterinary means around you, um, there are some different procedures. Some are surgical type procedures to help her out. Um, you know, it might not be the particular case for her, but I really think, you know, we'll get a diagnosis and we can tell you a little bit about her where we can go with things. Okay. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 Every year this week, we're usually at SuperZoo. It's the new pet product special where we kind of highlight all the new pet products that are out there. We're not there this year. No, and why aren't we? Because you went and wrecked the Alpha Dog broadcast vehicle just before the show. You know, I, I thought we weren't going to talk about that on the air. Well, I'm talking about it because I want to be there. I should be there. Okay, there you go. I believe she's harboring a little bit of anger, but that's okay. We have animal radio correspondent Gabriel Williams at Super Zoo. Hey, Gabriel, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very well. Um, Super Zoo this year, is it, uh, is it fun? Is it everything we've heard it would be? It's a great show. Lots of uh, people walking around, lots of great new products, a lot of exciting, uh, excited retailers and exciting exhibitors. Well, I'm wondering if you could list in your mind, oh, let's say, the top three or four items there that you see there at the new pet products. There's one thing now. See, I, I'm from Florida. Uh-huh. so And, of course, here, here in Las Vegas at SuperZoo, it's plenty hot. Uh, this week. And one thing that really jumped out at me, it's, it's called a cool collar. Uh, and their, their website's fillmewithice.com. And what it is, is if you, uh, have a pet that's in, in a hotter environment, you can actually put ice cubes or insert a frozen cool tube in this collar and it will help keep your pet cool while they're out running around, you know, playing frisbee or what have you. It's like a popsicle for the neck. Exactly, exactly. And as it melts, it kind of runs the cool water down their, their chest. Okay, that's fillmewithice.com? Fillmewithice.com, yes. It's, it's called a cool collar. Okay, we're going to look that up there, and uh, we'll put links at animalradio.com. What else do you got there? Um, I'm standing in front of a display of, of uh, canine caviar products. There are a lot of, like, jerky-type treats for cats. Ooh. And uh, I'm looking at these. Uh, oh, I wish you could see these. These look really neat. They're actually freeze-dried anchovies. So it's a great source of omega-3, very healthy for the cat. Uh, and you know that they would, you know, they're going to love it, some freeze-dried fish. And then they have uh, other all-natural chew toys that are great for their teeth and gums and that type of thing. And, of course, canine caviar has all kind of uh, holistic, uh, grain-free dog food and cat food. Very good stuff. We actually use uh, canine caviar here and feline caviar for our, our animals at the studio. One of them is allergic and can't have that grain, so this is a good grain-free diet for them. Very good. What else do you see there, Gabriel? I, I ran across in one of the new uh, product towers here, I ran across this great joint formula for arthritis, joint, form, uh, joint pain, hip dysplasia. It's called Flex Pet with okay. CMA. And it's one of those, uh, you know, everybody is familiar with glucosamine. And glucosamine is a great ingredient, but by itself it only does so much. And I noticed something, the, the thing that really stands out uh, to me with this Flex Pet is it's a chewable. So the pet just feels like they're getting a treat, but it's just filled with really good quality, all-natural ingredients, Acetylmerostoliate, which is, uh, they shorten it to CM8, glucosamine, MSM, collagen type 2, 
bromelain, which is an anti-inflammatory enzyme. So it's just a powerfully packed, all-natural, all-inclusive approach to joint pain. I think I might bring some home myself. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they make that for humans. I, I believe they do, actually. From what I understand, it originated, uh, it was a human formula, and they found out so many people were giving it to their pets <laughs> that they uh, came out with the same active ingredients, but in a different delivery system, a chewable, uh, liver-flavored treat. So that's pretty neat. Okay, so it's FlexPet, and their website is, I assume, FlexPet.com? FlexPet.com, that's correct. Of course, and we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. Anything else out there, Gabriel? You know, this one thing, it, it's this is something you're going to have to look up on the web to even understand it. It's uh, SasquatchPetBeds.com. Uh-oh. You know, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, S-A-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H, PetBeds.com. And it's just this neat pet bed for cats and small dogs, but it looks like a big cro- uh, croc shoe. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. Okay. It looks like a giant croc. It's about two feet long, but the inside is soft and padded, and uh, you can, uh, you know, a small animal can fit right in there. Okay, we're going to put links to all of these things at animalradio.com. Check it out. Gabriel, thanks so much for covering my butt this year at SuperZoo. Hey, no problem. Wish you guys could be here. It's a great show. We'll be back next year, we promise. Listen up, before you give any of your hard-earned money to any animal charity whatsoever, you want to hear our next guest, Animal People's Merritt Clifton joins us. He'll tell you what the CEOs of these organizations are making. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The tropical storms that have been battering the Gulf Coast brought out several animal rescue organizations to assist pet evacuations and sheltering. The American Humane Association joined the Louisiana State Animal Response Team as well as the International Fund for Animal Welfare and Animal Rescue League of Boston. These organizations headed to the Gulf as Hurricane Gustav hit. Many of these groups helped local animals after Katrina hit the area in 2005. The Best Friends Rapid Response Team provided 3,000 pet carriers when it found some of the evacuations evacuees were being turned away from buses because they didn't have carriers for their animals. Last August, an American Humane Association survey showed 47% of owners were reluctant to evacuate without their pets. This time around, more people evacuated and took their pets with them. The National Advertising Division of the Council of Better Business Bureaus has recommended the makers of Pets Life Oral Care Spray and Gel discontinue their health claims. The Council, which is the advertising industry's stealth regulatory forum, found that Pets Life claims of reversing oral disease and eliminating bad breath could not be substantiated. The company could not provide evidence to support its health and safety claims, according to the Council, who have now ordered Pets Life to stop making those statements in advertisements. A Scottish Labrador Retriever apparently loves the national pastime a little too much. Oscar, the five-year-old lab, used to take walks along the fairways near his home in Scotland when his owner, Chris Morrison, noticed his dog was rattling. A vet found the source of the noise, 13 golf balls. Oscar scarfed down more than a dozen of the dimpled balls, which were removed during surgery. Oscar now wears a muzzle on his walks. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. 
celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Boy, you look at my mailbox, my snail mailbox, and it is full of solicitations from about every animal organization you can find. They figured, oh, gee, Hal's a compassionate guy. He likes the animals. Let's sign him up. (laughs) So they send their stuff to me. A few years ago, I found out some of these organizations, the first $20 you send them, they actually used to send you the solicitation. It doesn't even go to the animals. And oftentimes when there's a tragedy like Katrina, many organizations, oh boy, you look at their bottom line of donations goes through the roof. Sometimes the money goes to the right place. Sometimes it doesn't. Every year, our friend Merritt Clifton from Animal People does the Watchdog Report. He does a review of 165 animal charities and tells us what they're doing with the money and how much some of the CEOs are being paid. We have Merritt back on the phone with us. Hi, Merritt. How are you doing? Well, good morning. Taking a look at the Watchdog Report for 2008. Oh, by the way, I want to mention this up front. If you would like to get a copy of the Watchdog Report, how can we do that? I'll send 25 bucks, which is about 50 cents an entry, to Animal People, P.O. Box 960, Clinton, Washington, 98236. Or you can order it through our website, www.animalpeoplenews.org. Okay, we'll put that information at animalradio.com also. The reason I, w- I usually don't mention the websites and how to get the things up front, but I want you to have this information up front now because you will be astonished some of the information that's in this report here. And actually, i got to tell you, Merritt, it looks better than the last few years. It, it seems like there's less corruptness. Last year, Noah's Wish collected some $8 million. That was about $6.5 million. I'm sorry. Uh, that they raised in connection with Hurricane Katrina. And then the California Attorney General ruled that the money was not properly used in most cases. The lion's share of it, or at least half of it anyway, was eventually allocated to help Slidell uh, County Animal Services rebuild their uh, shelter in Louisiana. And the organization itself was obliged to restructure. The founder, Terry Crisp, uh, was dismissed from the organization. She's now working for another rather shadowy outfit called SPCA International, Mm. which actually a couple days after the Watchdog Report went to press, they finally released their first Form 990s. They don't look good. It's an outfit that doesn't really consist of a whole lot more than a website and uh, has a lot of rather dubious uh, connections and so forth. Well, that's the kind of thing we get into. We, we get inquiries from people. They suddenly hear from an organization they never heard of before, mm. and they want to know who is it, what is the background, is it verifiably doing anything, and we look into those questions, and we try to give people the answers. In some cases, they just haven't heard of an organization that's been around for years and somehow got on its mailing list. Sometimes it's a new organization that's making a push to become better known, and, and sometimes it's a, 
outright scam, or in some cases just people dreaming big time without much chance of actually accomplishing their goals. Before you give $1 or $100, it is important for you to do your research. Now, I know my money is hard-earned money. I'd like to know what the CEOs of these organizations are making. Now, typically, the animal welfare business is not, well, it's not thought to have been a very lucrative business if you're a CEO. But I look on this list here, many of these CEOs are taking home near a quarter of a million dollars. You have to look at the size of the organization and the credentials of the person and the length of tenure at the office. Now, unfortunately, a few years ago, the animal welfare field got into the same uh, mentality as, as the corporate world, where they're seeking uh, superstar executive directors and throwing tons of money at them. And that phase, fortunately, was short-lived. But during that phase, we saw some people hired at salaries of $400,000 and up. And what we're seeing is that those superstar directors are, for the most part, not lasting or not delivering the results that were expected when they came over from the for-profit world and are being replaced by people who came up through the ranks at substantially less. A couple of other things that you have to look at are uh, cost of living in different regions varies greatly. And if you happen to be in the San Francisco Bay Area, for example, or the New York City area, you have to make almost half again more than somebody working in the Midwest or the South just to be at the same uh, standard of living. It, taking this into consideration, it looks to me like the rapid salary increases that we saw in the past, executive salary increases, have really leveled off in the past few years. Except for a few exceptions, I see. Here's somebody, a superstar who's been around for a long time, PETA founder Ingrid Newkirk. Well, in her case, uh, her salary is not exceptionally high, but she receives use of a vehicle, housing, et cetera, et cetera, so that her actual standard of living is well above her declared income. This was actually an issue with the IRS some years ago. She used to declare that her salary was zero, and the IRS eventually looked into that and uh, uh, ordained that she had to declare a certain amount of services received as the equivalent of salary, etc. This was back in the 1990s, so since then she's declared, always declared some salary. She also makes a certain amount of money through speakers' fees and so forth that is not through PETA, so her income is actually much more than would actually come through the organization. Well, she has several books, too, so yep. she... One thing that we try to do is indicate if a founder has a, or a director has an external source of income that allows that director to work for much less money than the going rate, we try to indicate that. So we have some directors who are film producers or independently wealthy or this, that, and the other thing. What about uh, on the on the flip side? We've seen uh, salaries dramatically increase at Best Friends Animal Society. Well, that was about time, really. Uh, those people, I knew them back when they had nothing. And for years and years, they paid themselves almost nothing. And now they're, uh, all of them, all of the founders are over 60 years old. They're approaching the end of their earning years on Social Security. And in order to get anything at all on Social Security that even approaches being able to live on something, they have to be paid a fairly substantial salary during their last uh, five to ten years of earnings. So 
I don't begrudge them any of that. There's so many years that they uh, were, were basically on the verge of starvation. Now they've built a very large, powerful organization. They've got around 250 people on the payroll, and they can afford to uh, make up for lost time to a certain extent. One of them has already passed on, and, and others are not in good health. So you know, they've earned it. Okay. Before you give the, your cash out to any organization, first of all, I always say give local. Is that a good theory, Merritt? Absolutely. The local organizations don't have nearly the fundraising capacity of the nationals, so they won't be in your mailboxes often. They won't be on the telephone, etc. But they are doing the lion's share of the hands-on caregiving work in your community, and they should really be your first consideration. And I always recommend to give locally first, and then if there's something left over, then you find a couple of nationals that you feel a particular affinity for, for whatever reason, their campaign themes, or their management role, or whatever, and then support them, too. But the locals should really always come first. Okay, very good. I'm going to put the information, how to get animal people, the uh, the magazine or the newspaper, as well as the watchdog report. It's all at animalradio.com. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Merritt, thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Return Moi. With Return Moi's service, pet owners know that if their pet goes missing, finders can easily and immediately contact Return Moi 24 hours a day. To learn more, visit www.returnmypets.com. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable Fresh, OxyFresh. Visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio.
The nation's largest pet insurer releases the top 10 reasons pets are taken to the veterinarian. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. For the second year in a row, you guessed it, urinary tract infections was the top medical conditions that cat owners filed claims for to veterinary pet insurance companies, according to a recent review of all policyholder claims. Veterinary visits for skin allergies resulted in the most claims for dogs. Several of the top ten conditions for both dogs and cats remained the same over the past couple of years, but there were a few new additions. Osteoarthritis, enteritis, which is diarrhea, and hypothyroidism were more common in dogs than they were the previous year, and diabetes in cats made the list. Kidney disease was 10th most common feline complaint, and it jumped to number 3. The spike in certain conditions for both dogs and cats can be explained by a host of reasons, from a pet's age or genetics to its nutrition and environment. For many of these conditions, the main risk factor is age. For example, osteoarthritis and hypothyroidism have definite genetic and age-related risk factors. Large breed dogs, for example, tend to develop arthritis at a younger age. Additionally, hypothyroidism, which is the failure of the thyroid gland to produce adequate amounts of thyroid hormone, is a relatively common age-related disease in dogs. The increase in kidney disease in cats is also correlated with our aging companion cat population. Cats are simply living longer than their kidneys were designed to support them. In order to help prevent such serious diseases from afflicting our pets, all pets should receive a comprehensive physical exam every year. If a disease is detected during the annual wellness exam, it may be early enough to treat and possibly prevent and for sure less expensive to take care of. In particular, geriatric cats need to see the veterinarian regularly and I recommend twice a year. Kidney disease can silently progress in an older cat, but the cats may not show any outward signs. See your veterinarian twice a year. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An elephant with a heroin addiction has successfully completed his rehab program. Unlike many big Hollywood stars who land in rehab, this drug-addicted giant was fed heroin-laced bananas by illegal traders in China. The four-year-old named Big Brother was captured by the traders who controlled him with these bananas filled with heroin. When they were captured, the arresting police officers confirmed that Big Brother was soon suffering some big withdrawal symptoms. He was sent to a wild animal park after a year of methadone injections finally succeeded in weaning him off heroin. But probably not off bananas. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Hi, this is Creston. Of course, you know me as the amazing Creston. And you're listening to me on Animal Radio. Don't forget to spade and neuter those loved ones which we've bonded with, our pets. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. 
<laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And in my hot little hands, I have a family four-pack advanced screening passes to check out Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Now, I said advanced screening passes. You know what that means, Judy, don't you? I do, because the movie doesn't actually hit the theaters until October 3rd. So you'll see it in your city before it opens up in the theaters. Of course, we have your advanced screening tickets in just a couple of seconds here. This, of course, has actual dogs in it. It's not fully animated. In fact, I think there's only two animated characters. But all the dogs in there, from Chinese Crestes to, obviously, Chihuahuas, Dalmatians, are voiced by a wonderful cast that includes uh, Andy Garcia, George Lopez, Cheech Marin, uh, Drew Barrymore. Looks like a fun movie. Do we get passes? one 405 8405 Let's give away those passes right now. Hi, who is this? My name's Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada. Would you like to go see the advance screening of Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Sure. Okay. Uh, is that why you were calling? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, or just good timing. I have tickets for the advanced screening. Now, of course, the movie comes out October 3rd, but you'll see it before everyone else. Uh, this is the new one with Andy Garcia and Drew Barrymore. It has real dogs in it. Real, all the animals are real except for two virtual animals, I believe, and a virtual iguana and uh, another animated Yeah, I don't remember what the other animal is. A great movie, of course. Sounds cool. We're going to send, and we're doing this all through September, so if you didn't get through, you'll have another chance before the end of the month. Hold on one second there, and we'll send you to your screening in Las Vegas, okay? Great, thank you. Walt Disney's Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Now, we still have a lot of show left, and not a lot of time. I understand Jenna Fisher is on the way. Is that yes, correct? from The Office. I wanted to make sure it was The Office Jenna Fisher, not just like some Jenna Fisher in Springfield, Missouri, right? Okay. <laughs> we got the Jenna Fisher. Yes. Okay, she'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Also, Trisha Helfner. I believe she's actually uh, waiting on the phone. And also, Joy Turner, Animal Communicator. If you want to talk to your pets via Joy Turner, why don't you go ahead and give us a call right now, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. I grew up, well, <laughs> sort of grew up, watching Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> you haven't grown up yet. She and she's, uh, Google her, if you will. Trisha Helfer is on the phone with us. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I understand you're on the set of uh, a pilot that you're working on? Yes. Well, I'm actually uh, pulling double duty right now and, and working on a pilot for Fox. And I'm also working on a, on a Battlestar Galactica movie that, that's going to be coming out right after the end of the season. Wow. Week. You're staying busy. I am staying busy. Yes, I was. I was a Cylon late into the night last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about the pets at home. Do you have animals at home? Yes, I have six cats. Wow, six! I, I know, right? <laughs> they all get along. Uh, yeah, but basically. But uh, I think Delilah, one of my my first cats, she's still a little annoyed that I've ended up bringing five more into the household, but. Uh, 
Um, as long as she gets her loving time separate, she, she manages to be okay. <laughs> are you a speciesist? Are you a cat person or are you cat, dog, uh, iguana, fish person? What, what are I'm you? An, I'm an absolute animal person across the board. I just, I love animals. So, um, personally, I have cats. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just think they're, with my travel schedule and so forth, um, they're a little bit easier than dogs to have. Uh -huh. um, although, you know, they still never spend a night alone. They've still got got uh, a cat sitter that stays at the house when both my husband and I are gone. But uh, but I just I I think I'm my Chinese sign is a tiger, so I kind of feel like an affinity toward cats, I guess. Um, and and that's why I. I tend to gravitate towards them, but I'm an animal person across the board. Do you find with six cats in your house, you have six personalities and uh, that, that you find yourself doing kind of crazy things to spoil them? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. They are, cats are, when you, when you get to know them, they are, they're so unique and their personalities are, just can be so different. Um, and they talk different. I mean, each one of my cats has a different way of speaking and you know i try and mimic it i've got i've got about four of them really good let's hear but can we, can yeah, can we, we hear, hear them can we hear well bella squeaks she kind of goes <laughs> <laughs> and and if she wants attention she literally she does this to my husband she's a big cuddler with my husband and she lets him know when she has waited upstairs long enough and he is supposed to come upstairs and cuddle with her <laughs> and she will come halfway down the stairs and wait till he's like kind of in, in sight, and then look at him and just let out this one long <laughs> like this until he's like, "Okay, Bella, I'm coming." <laughs> are they allowed in bed? Yes, they are. Is the, does that cause trouble? Any rifts between you and your husband? Because I know I will sleep in weird positions to accommodate my cats in bed. Yes, no cats. Cats have full full run of the house and and um luckily after my husband after i met my husband he very quickly became a cat person and um he's he adores them and he actually is um almost more accommodating in bed than i am mm. Fra francesca who we call frankie is actually most of the time either sleeps on his pillow wrapped around the top of his head uh-huh or I, I put, because of that, I actually put a little, like, one of those little, um, you know, cat beds in between our pillows to try and actually get her to sleep in between our pillows instead of on his head. Mm -hmm. And, um... How's that working out? Well, she, she spends most of the night there, and, unless Delilah hops up on the bed, and mm. then she thinks, well, maybe I need a little bit more protection. So Dad's head is really good for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trisha, we really appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you guys. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and give out your website. It's it's actually your name.com, right? Trisha Helfer.com. That's H-E-L-F-E-R.com. Of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. We're going to let you get back to filming your pilot. <laughs> All right. This is Animal Radio Network. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. 
Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Friendly magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for Kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Write this number down. 1-866-405-8405. You'll need that in a few minutes to pick up Advanced Screening Tickets, a family four-pack to the new doggy adventure comedy Beverly Hills Chihuahua. You'll see it before it comes out in theaters October 3rd. 1-866-405-8405. Also for your questions for Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, who's this? This is Evan. Hey, Evan. How you doing? I'm doing really good today. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Evan, thank you so much for calling to the annual radio. You sound very intelligent person. What do you do for a living? I am an owner-operator, Vlade, and I much appreciate the, um, the kudos on that. Yeah, you, you know, I'm like a psychic hotline. I can momentarily figure out who is calling me. You sound like you're, you're from FBI or something like this. I thought I did something wrong on the radio. They already went after me. <laughs> but it's okay. So what uh, state you are from? I'm from Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. i I never been in Minnesota. But oh. I, it's a wonderful state. I mean, I love California already. It's just too hot. I'm the sweat area. Oh, then you'll love Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it gets a little bit cold there, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, like I like a little bit more cooler weather, like back in Russia, you know. Uh, <laughs> I like Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, so how can I help you? Yes, Claudia. I've got a, a miniature pincher, and she's about three years old. Mm-hmm. She. And I, she has a really bad, developed a really bad habit. Um, when we stop to let her out of the truck, she has a bad habit of um, like pulling on the leash where I, where I get concerned oh. of uh, her choking, mm-hmm. and so we can get into a pro- appropriate place to uh, let her um, mm-hmm. get outside the truck and, and uh, feel a little freedom. Mm-hmm. And I need to keep control of her, but I get concerned of her pulling and tugging on the leash, okay. trying to get to the to like the walking area. Okay, uh, you know this is the <laughs> this is the so easy dilemma you deal with. Uh, with this is one of my strongest points: how to teach your dog. 
stop uh, pulling on the leash and walk with you next to your leg in less than five minutes. And you know, a lot of times, probably you hear something on the radio in less than five minutes and less than five. And you, we never <laughs> believe in that anymore, yeah. yes? But in the reality, it is. You know, you guys yourself saw it, how I do it. Yeah. And now let me describe you very quickly how to do it. And you also can go on uh, YouTube and type Vladi, which is spells V-L-A-D like dog, A like apple, E like Edward, Vladi. And you can come up with a bunch of videos, free videos, which shows some type of the techniques how I'm using to teach the dog walk on the loose leash without pulling literally in a couple of minutes. So you need to get the proper equipment. Uh, the color which you're using must be smallest Prong color and peach color, a German version, which is the highest quality, will never harm your dog, will never scratch your dog. With the quick release, Germans, peach color comes. They're normally mimicking the doggy mom's teeth, and you can get very tiny, very small of them, so it's not going to look nasty and such and such. Uh, and after that, has a six-foot leather leash. Make sure the leash is slack, and let your dog just go wherever the dog wants to go before the leash tights momentarily turn around in the opposite directions and uh, lift, like slightly with the left hand do like flick, like snap, create the, see the way how we're using the leash, it is just uh, uh, like an element of communication, it's not the compuls compulsion device or compulsion techniques, you're just using surprise factor, surprise create attention, attention create respect, you have a respect, you can teach, so the dog goes in one direction, you turn around, snap the leash, the dog goes back to you, the dog was the leader, he became follower. And you just kneel down and say, good boy, praise a couple of times. So reverse directions, do every time opposite what the dog does. The dog is ahead, you reverse, you snap, you praise. The dog is ahead, you reverse, you snap, you praise. Do it a couple of times, he will stay next to you and like a baby. Make sure before you do anything of this type of the maneuvers, look at the YouTube uh, because it uh, sounds easy, but it has some type of details involved. Okay. Thank you very much, Vladi. We're on YouTube right now as we speak, actually. So I do appreciate your time. Well, you are the man. You are the man. <laughs> <laughs> thank, I, you. thank you. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405 with your questions about your dogs, your cats, your iguanas, your fish, your birds, uh, your chia pet. Yeah, I started out with the chia pet. It was, I got to tell you, for a starter pet, it was good. However, I didn't do very well with it. For some reason, I can kill a cactus. I don't know what the deal is. You killed the chia pet. Oh, my I goodness. I know. I know. And Judy, she has to take care of all the plants that we have at the studios here because simply I will kill them. I will I, kill them. I get all the plants in my office, so they're all dead. I have to go around and get everybody's <laughs> plants and try to save them. I try. I really do. I have a good heart. one 405 8405 I believe we have Kim on the phone. Hello. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Where are you? Um, Jamestown, New York. Jamestown, New York. Probably listening either on JTN or XM Radio. One of those two. JTN. JTN. Yeah. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Oh, good. Dr. Debbie. Hi. How are you today? Oh, if you can answer my question, I will be thrilled. Oh, golly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, I have got two female cats. Um, they're between the ages of three and five. And they have got like a, a shaking disorder, kind of like Parkinson's. When they run, they'll hop, like in the back end of them. They'll sit okay. and eat, and they'll, they'll shake the whole time they're eating. 
And I was told that it might be a virus of some sort, but I've never heard of it. Um, now, the one had a litter of kittens, and the one kitten is pretty severe, and the other ones have got it, but it's not quite as bad. Interesting. So, just so I can back up, you have two adult cats that are both doing this kind of trembling type thing? Correct. Yeah. And then one had a litter, and all the kittens are doing the same thing? Exactly. Interesting. And do you have the male kitties as well? No. No, these were kind okay. of strays. Yeah. And um, are these kitties inside or outdoors? Well, they were inside, but they want to be outside. Um, there's not really any too many males around. I don't know where one came from, but... Well, it happens. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I can get them fixed. I mean, if it's a neurological disorder, can you fix them? Yeah, and, and it's really kind of interesting. Now, I wanted to ask you also um, about a flea tech products, anything like that that you've been had in use in the home? Nope. There's no chemicals anywhere, not even in my flowers or, or nothing that they could have gotten into. Oh, goodness. Now, there definitely are some types of infections that we would think of, and there's basically two routes that I might be thinking of, something that they've acquired, whether it be an infection or a toxin, or something that's more on the genetic line, um, because just because of the, the quantity of the kitties that are having that, and because they are related, uh, that definitely gives me some concern that either which scenario could be involved. And um, for a genetic-related um, problem, there are some poorly understood diseases, and, and this is where veterinarians, we try our best, but with right. some of these rare conditions, you know, they aren't always well-reported. But there are some neuromuscular problems, things um, like a muscular dystrophies that can happen, and a lot of those, they tend to be a little bit more in the male cats than in the females. Um, but there are some diseases, and, and that is definitely diagnosed more by a muscle biopsy. So, you know, that's a little bit more going on the different end of things. The other thing, and you mentioned the infection possibility, and I, I would definitely look into this. And um, there are some d- different viruses, um, fungal organisms, um, and also protozoa, which are little microscopic critters. And any which one of these, there are some things that can cause types of neurologic problems. Um, so definitely I would I would encourage you to see your veterinarian. Um, we want to check for things like toxoplasma, um, the viral disease called FIP, and um, a fungal infection. And, and some people will actually start antibiotics um, just to kind of get started and kind of treat for a hopeful bacterial infection or the protozoal infection and, and hope that that might get better in the meantime. Um, and that would be something that I would definitely encourage as well. Um, and then we might have to do some blood tests. This is where it's kind of like CSI for um, animals right. in that um, it, it does take some different steps. And, and I would have to say, you know, I, I'm intrigued and I would love to know more, but it, it's probably going to take looking into some of these different types of tests for um, FIP or toxoplasma or the fungus, which is called cryptococcus. Those would be the things I'd really want to look at. And because I do go outside, that is a possibility for them. Um, that that and, would make uh, it hereditary, too? Not hereditary, but something that they potentially might be exposed to altogether. Um, that would be more if they're in the same environment. And, and that, you know, we're, if even if you throw five to ten cats in the same environment, it is a little bit unusual for each and every one of them to get that same disease. So that might say, well, if, if every kitty that is in your household has this condition, I'd probably lean towards the genetic if they're all related. Mm-hmm. But if 
you have cats that aren't involved and yeah, that don't do. have this condition. You you do or you don't? I do. You do have cats. And are they related to these other kitties? No. And they're all fine. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of makes it a wi- bit wishy-washy. It doesn't give us a lot of, you know, strong exactly. way either way. Yeah, so, um, you know, definitely, like I said, this is a little bit of a CSI thing. Um, and, you know, I'd start with looking for some of those things we can test for. And then, you know, maybe look at something to check for some of these genetic things, which, like I said, more of a biopsy might be involved. Um, but, you know, hopefully that will get you to the bottom of it. And and that's really interesting. Let me know how, uh, how that turns out and what you find out. Would it be okay for them to spay and neuter the animals before they find out what the deal is? Yeah, and I'd say um, as long as they're in good health and, you know, I do basic blood work first, make sure we don't have any other problems. But, yeah, I would certainly, if everything looks good going into the surgery, I'd get these babies spayed so we're not reproducing okay. more. Yeah, and see, then, well, um, even my vet didn't know if, if you know, if it was a neurological disorder, if spaying them with uh, anesthesia and stuff would, you know, 50-50 chance. Yeah, I just see we got to get these babies spayed. <laughs> we don't yeah. want to. If it is something genetic, yeah, we don't really want to be passing that along. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you know, just helping to decrease pet overpopulation. We all need to do our part there. So, and that might be an opportune time for you know them to do some other things. You know, whether it be do a muscle biopsy or you know get some other blood work together. That that would give them that opportunity to do that with the kitties in the office. So, okay, we'll definitely look we'll, into that. We'll talk to my vet and go from there. Right, <laughs> give her something good. to go on here. <laughs> Absolutely. Will you keep us posted? Let us know what you find out. I will try, yes. Thank you very much for your time, Kim. And thank you. one 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Kelly and Seth Levy said their 10-month-old cat Gracie May had recently been spayed and had been a little skittish lately. Seth took off for a trip from his home in Florida to Texas, not knowing that Gracie May had been hiding in his suitcase. To make matters worse, a stranger mistakenly took the wrong bag from the airport carousel. Kelly was home looking for Gracie when she received a call from a bewildered man saying, You're not going to believe this, but I picked up your husband's suitcase by mistake and a cat jumped out. Rob Carter said he realized it wasn't his suitcase when he didn't recognize some of the clothes. He was just set to close it back up when a cat jumped out and ran under the bed. He was also quoted as saying it was so shocking he screamed like a little girl. He finally coaxed Gracie May out and got her owner's phone number from her ID tag. Rob bought Gracie a pet taxi and sent her on her way back to Florida. This time her flight wasn't free. $80, but she had a lot more leg room. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio with some great news about a new product for your pets. It's called FlexPet. You know as we age, our pets age with us and they need some help with their joints just like we do. That's where FlexPet comes in. FlexPet is the most effective and comprehensive joint formula. They're the only ones with CM8. And you know what? It works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an un 
unconditional three-bottle guarantee. That's right. And there's no time limit like others who give you 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Go ahead, ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, this is the Vladi, and I'm here to tell you about OxyFresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by two to five years. Pet Oral Hygiene Solution from OxyFresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at OxyFresh. Visit OxyFresh.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, this is Clive Sears from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pets. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. I'm Hal. I'm Judy. And if you're playing the Animal Radio at home game, go ahead and move your game piece forward. I want to be the shoe. You're always the shoe there. Okay. Jenna Fisher is on the way from the uh, the office, NBC's The Office. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner. Very excited about that. In fact, if you want to talk to your pet through Joy, one 405 8405 And, yes, more Vlade. The world-famous Russian dog wizard. You can't I, get enough Vlade, can just, you? You took the words right out of my mouth. You just can't get enough of that guy. <laughs> or you could get way too much. It's one or the other. There's really no middle ground there. You know how I've been saying I want a chihuahua for the studio? Yeah. There's another animal I'd like to get for the studio. What? Another studio animal. That's yes. what we need here. Well, you know, this is animal radio. I just found out that there are miniature cows. Miniature cows. I've been talking about it. If they could clone a cow or make it into a miniature one, I want one. How big? About the size of a German Shepherd. It would just be like having a big dog around here. A cow the size of a German Shepherd. We have this great grassy area out back by the parking lot. Yes. You wouldn't have to mow it anymore. Could we get milk? That's my question. Yes, you can. They give milk to about 16 pints a day. You're serious. I believe me. This is for real. This is for real. It's Uh called a Dexter cow. I don't know if you saw this one ripped out of the paper this morning. Neighbors called police Wednesday morning after hearing a woman's persistent cry of, Help me! Help me! What good neighbors? Officers arrived, and when no one answered the door, they kicked it in to make a rescue. But instead of a damsel in distress, officers found a caged cockatoo with a very convincing call. (laughs) 
Oh, no. Now, get this. It wasn't the first time the 10-year-old bird named Luna said something that brought authorities. Apparently, seven years ago, the bird cried like a baby for hours, leading to reports of a possible abandoned baby and a visit to the home by the state child welfare workers. Oh, I feel sorry for those guardians of that bird. Well, the guardian says much of her ever-growing vocabulary is from watching TV. Ah, uh, that explains it. Jenna Fisher's on the way, but first... Hey, hopefully you know the music by now. It's Vinnie Penn. Two words for you. Pet obituaries. Where are they? Where? Why aren't they? Now, I know some of you out there are probably thinking, Vin, there are. You can go online here. You can Google this. Or they've always been here. I'm talking about in the mainstream newspaper of your town, the local newspaper. We buried an uncle of mine a few months ago that the entire family hated. This guy ruined Thanksgiving upon Thanksgiving. He was a miserable old man who fell asleep in the middle of all the revelry and would wake up launching curses in everyone's direction. He terrified the grandkids. And the obit was so loving and he warmed the cockles of our heart. He was a bright spot on many a snowy, icy Christmas. He was not a bright spot. If he brought the sunshine, he couldn't be a bright spot. I look at some of these obituaries, and they're for people that, that their driver's license is the picture they're using, and they've clearly got no one in, in their lives who even gives a damn that they're gone not to be cold. And I think, why not the pets? Why wouldn't we have obituaries for our pets? When when our dog, when the beloved family dog Cruiser, our mini schnauzer passed, let me tell you something. I could have dedicated two columns to my main man raving about how he brought the family together at a time when my parents were divorcing. He brought love into a house that was devoid of love at this time. And the little in memoriams a year later, they'd break your heart. Instead, you see in memoriams. For guys with faces that you're like, no one could have loved this man. This man doesn't even seem capable of love. And yet out of obligation, here he is saying, it was a year ago today. We And we're thinking of you today. No, you're not. You're thinking of the fact how you still can't get the smell out of the sofa that he fell asleep in every time he was over your house for the last 30 years. I want pet obituaries. I want them treated with the respect and reverence that we give to family members, human family members, who you had neither for. I mean, R.I.P.? An R.I.P. for your dogs and cats? That's what they do. They rip the sofas. It's perfect. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You let me know what you think. Hey, this is Wendy, and Lucky Diamond is on my lap. Wendy Diamond from Greatest American Dog saying, I'm on Animal Radio. Don't forget... Stay new to your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And of course, don't forget our dream team of experts to answer your questions. Dr. Debbie, in just a few minutes, to answer your medical veterinary questions. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, to answer your medical, no, I'm sorry, your behavioral questions. I get them all mixed up. <laughs> so much going on. And of course, right now, Joy Turner is talking to your animals. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? 
I'm marvelous. How how is everything in your world? Beautiful, splendid, and I understand we have Sue on the phone. I am here. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? I'm just outstanding. Thank w- you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Port Orchard, Washington. Port. Oh, how beautiful that sounds. It is. Well, you're on with Joy. Hi, Joy. Hello, Sue. Who would you like to talk to today? I would like to talk to Milo Malacan Cockatoo. Okay, and Milo, I'm assuming is M I L O. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, he wants me to know he's a boy. Hmm. I said, okay, fine. What would you like to ask him? Well, I'm hoping you can help refine this a little bit. I would, I would just like to understand who Milo is better. He's very gentle and reserved, and I'm. My question really is: Is that just his nature? Is there something sort of holding him back? He says he doesn't really think he understands the question. And that's what I was hoping that maybe you could help refine that. Okay, so what is it that you're trying to find well, out I, about him? I just want to know kind of who he is. Is is he? He's so kind and gentle and, and reserved. I, I wonder if there's something sort of holding him back, or are, are we not giving him everything he needs to be all he can be? Okay, hold on a second. Okay, he says, no, he thinks pretty much what you see is what you get. Um, I do feel some small little holding back of him. How long has he been with you? He's been with us since last October. Okay, um, hang on a minute. Yeah, he's not quite settled in yet. Um, He thinks it's going to take him a year or maybe more to actually settle in. Uh And then he thinks that... He understands now what you're looking for is if everything in his world, the way I phrase this, is everything in your world was ideal, how would you behave? Would you behave exactly like you are now or would you be different? And pretty much he would be as he is now but a little more outgoing. Okay. And that's just going to be for him a matter of time because he thinks he adjusts maybe a little more slowly than some do. Mm -hmm. But it makes him, in his mind, better grounded to sort of, observe for a while and feel his way into the new environment. But he is happy with his new environment. He says content. Is, is, is content the same as happy for him? Um, for him it is, and actually a lot of times for animals it can be even better than happy. Happy can be sometimes, well, with, even with humans, it's a momentary thing. If something happens, I'm happy, but if something else happens, I'm not. Content is kind of an underlying feeling of rightness. Okay. All's well with the world kind of a thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. And he says, and if he wanted something different to be in his world, he isn't in a position at this point to say what that might be because he doesn't really know at this point what that might be until he settles in more. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense, too, because he is fairly young. Ah, okay. He doesn't, hasn't had a lot of experiences. Okay. Can, can I ask him one more thing? Sure. Um, we tend to take our birds out and about in public situations quite a bit, and Milo does very well, but he's a little reserved about that. Is he comfortable with that? Is he okay with that? He says he would say of those two adjectives that you used, okay is the way that he feels about it because he's a little uncertain about what to expect. So you could actually help him. By explaining to him before you take him where you're taking him, what you anticipate that it's going to be like, 
and what you want him to do while he's there, because he's really not sure about what he's supposed to do when he gets to these different places. Okay, and that makes sense. That makes perfect sense to me. And he said if he had a job or something, then he would know if you go to this kind of a place, then he does this job or whatever. But he doesn't feel like he actually, per se, has a job. Okay. Okay. And I have not clarified that. That is my error. I understand exactly what he's saying. Okay. Perfect. Oh, how wonderful. And he says, by the way, he thinks that he could grow into being quite what he considers an ambassador. Well, and that's uh, that's interesting because um, you communicated with his... um, friend, Boo, and Boo sees himself as, you use that exact word, an ambassador. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember Boo. uh We take them them places together, and and that's that's what Boo sees himself as, apparently. So so that's very interesting. Good. And the other thing is, when both of them are together, Milo doesn't know what to do with Boo. It's kind of like Boo is, like, on center stage, and Milo's behind him, so he doesn't know how that's supposed to work with both of them. Okay, okay, and I'll, I'll clarify that with him also. Perfect. Um, yeah, oh, that's just fabulous. Well, I hope that answers some questions, Sue. It does. Please get, give Milo a big old, uh, well, I was going to say big old hug, but I don't think he'd want to give a bird a big Actually, old hug. Actually, they get big old hugs. Do they? Okay, well, they go ahead. love it. Give Milo a big old hug from all of us at Animal Radio, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Joy, if someone wants to set up an appointment with you during the week, how can they do so? They can call me at 360 360- Eight nine four five thousand, or they can go through my website, which is talkwithyouranimals.com. And, of course, don't forget you can get your Joy Fix five days a week at AnimalRadio.com, a full hour-long show. Coming up in just moments, NBC's The Office's Jenna Fisher joins us. I want to get the scoop on her cat. If Andy's still alive, he would be 16 years old. Of course, he's been Jenna's cat all through her rise to stardom. But before we visit with her, here's your chance to pick up on passes to a special advanced screening of the hilarious new doggy adventure comedy, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, from Walt Disney Pictures. Now, we're doing an advanced screening before it opens up in theaters in 20 cities. And you're only going to get these tickets right here. Check out Beverly Hills Chihuahua before it opens in theaters nationwide October 3rd. Call me right now at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. NBC's The Office's Jenna Fisher is up next after the news. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Peru, the country which boasts one of the oldest civilizations on the planet, is about to become famous for more than losing the Incas. They're about to lose multiple dog households. A neighborhood in Peru's capital of Lima has passed a law prohibiting families living in apartments from having more than one dog. People living in houses are allowed two dogs, but anyone found with more will cop heavy fines and possibly have their dogs taken away. Apparently, some of the society types living in Lima's middle-class suburb of Jesus Maria believe there are too many dogs and too much barking, so the dogs have to go. It can be tough keeping fit. Just ask the Aussie jogger who was attacked by a kangaroo on the outskirts of the city of Melbourne. The man, aged in his 50s, managed to fight off the giant male roo by holding its forepaws but was badly gashed by the animal's hind legs. Kangaroo attacks are rare, but this is the second in recent months, being blamed on the continuing drought. 
The world's best-known former KGB spy, Vladimir Putin, has reportedly saved a Russian television crew by shooting an attacking Siberian tiger with a tranquilizer dart. Putin had just arrived at a national park to observe how researchers monitored the tigers in the wild when one ran at a nearby camera crew. The Russian president, who enjoys his macho image, leapt into action, later praising the Western nations who have helped to bring the tigers back from the brink of extinction. Well, if you think that times are tough, think about the poor people in Cambodia who found that their staple protein source has quadrupled in price. Did I mention the protein source? Rats. That's right. Rodent meat is about a quarter the price of beef in Cambodia. But before you turn up your nose, Cambodians aren't the only rat connoisseurs. They currently supply about a ton of live rats per day to Vietnam. And rats are also commonly eaten in Thailand, while Indians are being encouraged to eat more rat and save the grain. In a similar vein, if you'll pardon the pun, British people are turning to alternate sources of food. Not rats this time, but miniature cattle. Canny Brits are turning their backyards into stockyards with a breed of cow called a Dexter, which grows to about the same size as a German shepherd. The little cow can provide about 16 pints of milk a day, eats lawn grass and can be a pet or a main course. Well, our feline friends are known for their ability to land on their feet, but there's one in China who has a little aerodynamic help, a mysterious pair of wings. The tabby from the Xinjiang province in China apparently sprouted the fur-covered wings on his back during a spell of hot weather. There are some photos on the internet. Western scientists say the phenomenon is possibly a condition known as feline cutaneous asthenia, or FCA, which causes the cat's skin to grow in heavy folds on its back or shoulders. However, the cat's owner is adamant she reckons the wings sprouted because the cat was stressed over having too many potential female wanting to mate with him. Apparently, that's a problem a lot of blokes have. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Does it get any better than this? I don't think so. We're topping off this week's show with Jenna Fisher. She's on the phone. Hi, Jenna. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, it is so good to talk to you. Are you calling from the set? I'm not. I'm calling from my house. I I wish I were calling from the set. That sounds more exciting. You're working now, aren't you, this week? We are. We're shooting shooting the current season, the season five, but um, I had the morning off, which is a real treat, and so I'm talking to you guys. Oh, very exciting. Now, tell us, I remember in 2006, you were pictured in People Magazine with Andy. Is Andy still around? He is. He's 16 years old. Wow. He's doing great. Last year, he was diagnosed with the beginning of kidney disease, oh. and um, I have to say, um, if I, I worked for many years doing animal rescue, which I think you guys know, and through doing uh, animal rescue, I got sort of a crash course. I feel like I became a little bit of like a, a vet's assistant with my knowledge of various diseases and things that cats can have, and thankfully, I wasn't overwhelmed by the news that he had the beginnings of kidney disease because it's really manageable, and I give him sub-Q fluids at home every day. Oh, really? Like an IV? 
Um, it's not an IV because I don't have to hit a vein, thank goodness, because I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> you know the little pocket where uh, mama cats carry their cats around when they're kittens? Oh, yes, on the back of the neck. Yeah, on the back of the neck. You just sort of lift up the skin, and you put a needle in there, and the fluids sort of make a big bubble mm. in that puff of skin, and then the body absorbs them, and it helps his kidneys to function more easily, and cats can live years with kidney disease if they get these daily fluids. Yeah, it's a fairly common disease. How is Andy taking to this? Well, that's the thing. He was a semi-feral cat when I got him. It's uh-huh. very feisty. And um, he, uh, at first, he was not crazy about it. I suffered several um, bites of protest and <laughs> um, scratches, and, and he would wiggle out. And now my biggest problem, he's so relaxed. You know, cats actually sort of like getting fluids. It feels good. And now after a year of doing it, mm. He looks forward to it. He sits in his little basket. I put the needle in, and sometimes he'll make a little protest of a meow, but that's it. Now he's so comfortable, he starts to clean himself while he's getting his fluids. And now my biggest struggle is making the needle stay. And sometimes when he cleans himself, it just pops out because he's so relaxed. So, um, so it's been it's been interesting. I used to have to, have to fight to keep the needle in because he was squiggling and squirming and trying to get down. But mm, okay. now it's the you know still struggling to keep it in. But now he's just relaxed. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad he's adapted to that. We have a similar situation with a cat here. We don't have to do the fluids, but we have to pill him every day, and it took a little while for him to adjust to it. Now he actually comes for his pill. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you put the pill in something, like food or something? No, and you know what? He gets two pills every day, and he sits there, and if I don't get it exactly in his mouth, you can see him work it and actually swallow it. He actually swallows this pill. Yes. I cannot believe that. We're not talking like about a meat pill or anything. This is a prednisone, a steroid, which yeah. tastes pretty nasty. Yeah. Wow. Right. Is Andy the only the only animal that you have in your life? Yes. Well, um, I I had a dog with my ex husband, mm-hmm. and um, my ex kept the dog. His name's Wesley. He was a rescue as well. And um, but every time either one of us goes out of town, we take care of we pet sit for the other. So actually, this month. My ex is going out of town for five days, so I get to have Wesley, my my dog, for five days. Oh, that's good. And the cat and dog will be reunited, and um, which is always a lot of fun. Oh, you have visitation yeah. rights. That's exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. So, it, you know, it was tough because we rescued the dog together while we were married, but the dog always really took to my husband more, and um, they had a closer bond. And Andy had been mine since I was in college. Mm. And... Um, so yeah, that was that was hard, but uh, you know I'm the I'm the go-to person whenever he <laughs> needs anything, and so. Did you travel with Andy across the country when you uh, left home for stardom in in Hollywood? I did. I drove from St. Louis to California with Andy in a little cat carrier in the back seat of my Mazda hatchback, <laughs> and no. it took three days. And I would stop. I put a um, what I did was I put a litter box. On, in, on the floor to see behind me and uh, occasionally when I would stop I would open the little door and he never wanted to come out he just stayed inside that carrier the whole time and when I would stop at hotels I would stop at a roadside motel and sneak him in uh-huh. and um, and he would come out into the hotel at night and I don't know when he would do it because you know when I was sleeping he would sort of sneak over and use the litter box and eat a little bit but he hated it he hated that drive and he only protested though I was about three hours outside of Los Angeles, and he finally started meowing. He had had enough. Ah, so you were sneaking him in the back entrance of the hotels, I imagine. I was. 
Yeah, you know, because they don't allow pets, but what was I going to do? I was, you know, traveling across the country with my cat, and my only other option would be to sleep in the car with him on the side of the road or something, because there was no way I could leave him in the car overnight. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, are you a cat person or a dog person? I, well, I would have to say I'm probably more of a cat person. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up, my family always had dogs. We never had a family cat. And it wasn't until I went off on my own and got my own apartment in college that I found Andy and rescued him and sort of discovered the wonderful world of cats. And I just, I don't know what it is. I just, they're so smart and curious. And I love to watch him figure things out. You know, he, um, it was like he was seven years old. And one day, over the course of about a month, he decided that he wanted to open up kitchen cabinets. (laughs) And I watched him every day kind of work on this project, and eventually he figured out how to do it. And now every once in a while, I'll walk into my kitchen, and they'll be like, the bottom drawer is open, and he's sitting in it. Mm, And I just think that's so neat that he just one day, he's like, you know what? I want to open these up. Inquisitive. What is the uh, most spoiled thing you think you do for Andy? And and we've heard lots today, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Well... I, I kind of let him bully me around with food. Mm. Uh-oh. You know, with his kidney disease and, and everything, he has to eat a pretty specific diet, so I can't be as generous with people food as I used to be. But um, when, I w- when I was raising him, I gave him some bad habits. When I just think it's cute, though. When I eat cereal... Sometimes he'll hit the spoon so that the milk splatters, and then he licks it up. (laughs) But it's so cute. I think he's so smart that he gets the milk off the spoon. And so I always say, I say, I'm an adult human, and I have to protect my food from my my pet cat. While I'm eating, I have to, like, guard my plate because I've taught him very bad manners. He's allowed to walk on the table during dinner, which when I have dinner parties then... You know, I have to put him back in the bedroom because, or if he jumps on the table, I act like it's the first time he's done that. Ah. I'll go, oh, my goodness, I don't know why he's doing that. Oh, my, I'm so sorry. Um, but, of course, you know, he does that because every night at dinner he sits up at the table with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been so trying to do that. Yeah, that's probably the most, he's most spoiled. He has bad manners. and If he wants it, if I'm drinking water or something and I have a glass, he can just walk right over and have a sip if he wants. Oh, the things we do for our animals. I know, but oh. I just love it. Jenna, we so appreciate you taking time out of your day to visit with us. Oh, you guys, you know I could talk animals all day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, Julie, you have to get one of these return WAP pet tags for Daisy. Last week, Max got lost and was back home in just two hours. Really? How does it work? It's simple. Each pet tag has a unique ID number, which is linked to your name and number. If Daisy ever gets lost, the finder just calls Return WAS 1-800 number. It's totally safe, confidential, and rewarding. Check out www.returnmypets.com. Don't delay. Protect your pet today at www.returnmypets.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. 
and fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Disaster preparedness for pets. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. This time of the year brings the potential for many types of disasters, both natural and man-made. Are you and your pet prepared? From hurricanes to earthquakes, gas leaks to acts of terrorism, we're all at risk for some sort of disaster. Because events occur quickly, decisions are made fast, and you need to have a plan for yourself and for your animals in case of such a disaster. First and foremost... If you're ordered to evacuate your home, you should plan to take your pets with you. Even anticipated short evacuations time can turn into week-long absences. Other recommendations include maintaining proper identification on your pets, preparing evacuation kits, and obtaining important medical information from your veterinarian. You should have all this ready and waiting by the back door just in case. Acquaint yourself with the types of disasters that affect your area. Then develop a plan that will get you and your pets out of harm's way. For pets, this may mean putting them in a small carrier and into the car quickly for an evacuation. For farm animals, you may need to have an appropriate trailer handy and know where you can take each animal to be away from the danger and still receive proper care. Be sure all your animals have good identification. Rabies and ID tags are the best form for small animals. Microchipping is becoming a popular form of animal identification. An ID tag and a halter also works well for large animals. An animal carrier in an evacuation kit are the two most important things you should have ready. Have your evacuation kit near the carrier or the cage and keep these items fresh. This allows for fast action. For an evacuation, all you'd need to do is put your pet in the carrier and grab the kit and go. An old overnight bag or a backpack works really well. Some of the most important items to put in your animal's evacuation bag would include any necessary medications, leashes, food, medical records, towels, bedding, and a couple of bottles of water. Now, returning home after a natural disaster, believe it or not, has some of its own disasters and its own important issues that you need to prepare for. If you've taken your pet with you, realize that many familiar items may be changing or missing from their environment. Survey your home for potential and dangers such as broken glass and other electrical lines that might have come down during the storm. 
Keep current photographs of your pets. They are essential if you need to look for your pet, especially if your pet gets scared and runs off after you come home. These pictures could be used to create lost and found posters for your neighborhood. Checking the local shelter and animal control facility daily is a vital means of being reunited with your pet. Finally, inform your neighbors and let your veterinarian know if your pet has run off. As we've seen in several widespread natural disasters, many people will not evacuate without taking their pets with them. Leaving your home with your pets does not have to be a disaster in and of itself. So, pre-plan, put some thought of this in advance, and you'll advert another disaster. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And really, we're just the hosts. It's a dream team of experts that's helping you with your behavior problems, your medical problems, whatever problems you got. Or maybe you just want to call in, check in with us, say, hey, my pet's just fine this weekend. We love the show. 1-866-405-8405. Every weekend, Vlade performs miracles. And he's performing miracles this weekend for you. Hi, who is this? This is Steve Henderson. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. How about you? Very good. Where are you today? Uh, today, I'm in uh, Ottawa, Illinois. Illinois, are you a driver? Yes. Okay, do you travel with your dog? Uh, I have my little one with me, my little miniature schnauzer, but the uh, terrier mix stays at home. Okay, and are you calling about the terrier, huh? Right. Okay, well, Vladi, are you ready to perform another miracle? I am always ready. Okay. Hi, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Are you a truck driver? Yes. Okay, you have a very difficult job. Very exciting, but very difficult, because I was driving... uh, Probably three and a half hours from Newport Beach, California, where I'm located, to uh, whatever the animal radio studio located. <laughs> and I thought I was driving back to Russia. I was, <laughs> I was exhausted. So really, three and a half hours put you out there. It was, uh, it's a long drive for you, huh? For me, it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Because back in, it's like Europeans, they're like, you know, they're crazy, you know. They, they use the trains and all this mm-hmm. thing. We don't drive more than one hour somewhere. Not wow. in California. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Steve? Oh, I do 10, 11 hours a day and love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love your accent, as a matter of fact. It's even better than my accent. <laughs> okay, how can we help you? I have a uh, Scottish Terrier Cocker Spaniel mix. Oh, that dog is the nuts. Yes. He, I know he's that. About, he's about eight years old now. Oh, you're dealing with that for eight years. Boy. Yeah, I've, I've tried everything I could come up with and everything everybody's ever told me, but I can't 
stop him from climbing a fence, getting out of the yard. He, he wants to. He wants to. Uh, he wants to just escape. Yes, from your backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he goes out. If I can catch him before he gets over the fence and yell at him mm-hmm. to stop, he'll stop. But as soon as I turn my back, he's over the fence. And once he's outside the fence, there's no hope. He's not going to stop. He's not going to come. Okay. He's just gone. There is there is not such a thing. There is no hope on the Vladi shows because even if your dog is untrainable, I do train untrainable. Even if your dog has a D- ADD or learning disabilities or whatever it is, we still are going to fix it because it's all about establishing right boundary and right relationship. That's what I'm going to ask you right now. It seems to me you don't have a right relationship with the dog. I cannot even imagine. So my dog wants to just run away from me and uh, basically escape from me. If my Mika would love to do that, would want to do that, I would just open the door and say, okay, you, you just can go. I don't need the dog like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding or not, but let me t- ask you, what is your schedule is? W- are you spending enough time with your pet? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm home for uh, three days a week, but I mean, I, I've only been driving for about a year and a half now, and this has been going on for eight years. Okay, it's happening when you are driving or when you're home? When, when that behavior is happening? It, it, Whenever he gets outside, when I get home, he's so happy to see me. He goes inside, lays under my feet. He wants mm-hmm. to be around me. But when it's time for him to go outside, I open the door. He goes out. He goes straight over the fence. Okay. If something nice on beyond the fence, maybe nice girl or a canine girl, I mean, or something, something the, attracting him there or nothing. I, I assume that's what he's looking for. Whether he's finding it or not, I couldn't tell you. If he's if he's a nudert? No, he's not. Ah. <laughs> you are busted. <laughs> you don't need to call the Vladi to know that. Hell, even figure out, even though he's the cat person. <laughs> well, why haven't you got him neutered yet? Just never did. I mean, he needs to be, but we never got around to it. I mean, I've lived in three different places, and I've been in this house here for four years now. Steve, and Steve you don't... Everywhere Everywhere we go, he doesn't know what a boundary is unless we keep Steve, him Steve, inside Steve, Steve, and Steve. put him. We Steve, can put on. him on a leash and walk him out and bring him back in. But if he's free to go in the yard, Steve, he's out. Steve, it's not about the boundary. Okay, you can fix that thing. Just you can put invisible fans, basically, and it's gonna it's gonna stop him. You can call any invisible fans company. It's not expensive to do in your backyard, and you're gonna you're gonna address that symptoms. But this is not the cause of this problem. You got to deal with the cause. You know, I see I see how a lot of males really own have a problem with neutering their pets. It's just yeah. males' problem. I don't know why. I always ask my <laughs> ask the clients. I say, listen. You're the male, and how would you percept like like uh, being the man and not experiencing the sex? Ooh. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, you know that. And on top but, of that, you know, and on top I of that, an, go ahead. I tried an electric fence one time, the the invisible fence thing, uh-huh. and he jumped over that. And when it shocked him, he just took off running until he was out of range, and it stopped shocking him. Uh, I think I think it was happened because they did not do the right uh, things. I mean, you have to call them back if you want to do that, and just you know they can pre-adjust it. They can change the distance, change the power. It's still possible to fix it. But the fact of the matter, Vladi, is that he won't be jumping looking for love exactly. if he's neutered. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? I agree. I agree. So we always can stop the lonely barking dog, for instance, from barking with the electronic shock collar or whatever it is. But we're not going to make their life there much less long will not improve their life. Stop focusing on on the symptoms. Let's look at the cause. Let's neuter that dog and make sure he will be happy dog. And of course, the other important thing is its health is at risk here. Not only 
are you talking about birth control? But uh, lowering the testosterone levels will lower the chances for prostate cancer. Exactly. Could live a couple of, a couple of years longer there, too. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with well, this. I, I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, that a dog that old, if you wait that long to neuter him, that he doesn't realize he don't have them anymore and still keeps on looking. You know, it's a very rarely. You know, sometimes God opened the door, closed the window. But as a general rule, in this situation is just do it, okay? And you're gonna yeah. be, you your dog going to be better off, and you're going to be better off. And if you want to, on top of it, readjust invisible fans, do it. But make sure address the symptoms just if you address the cause, okay? Steve, and okay. you got you to do this. Okay. Thanks for calling, Thank Steve. Thank you. Bye. one 405 8405 This is Animal Radio Network. Network.